You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. If you can hear some kind of tapping or light hammering in the background, it's just the fire crackling and spitting on this cold morning here in the Alps, where it's lovely to be indoors and it's lovely to be alive and it is lovely to not know what today might bring or what life as it evolves might bring. So what I want to talk about today, because it, it, it's incredible how grown people behave like children. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, you know, the car driving down the country on holidays and three bold kids in the back of the car shouting, are we there yet? And you've only left home 10 minutes ago. That is what most people are like when they embark on a journey impatient to get to the destination of life madness 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 imagine imagine knowing what day you are going to die so that you could plan to enjoy yourself in the meantime just think about that for a minute imagine knowing the outcome of a relationship with someone whom you had just bumped into all excitedly perhaps in a bar or on the street one day or one evening Life is full of surprises all of the time. And one of the key things we need to do in life is roll with those surprises, good, bad, and indifferent, so that we experience the journey. The whole process, and even calling it a process, suggests that there might be a step-by-step-by-step approach to a destination. But let's, let's, let's use the word process. The whole process that I teach the people with whom I work and with whom I've worked for 27 years at this stage, is a one-step-forward process, baby steps, one step at a time. Now, the problem with that is, for most people in this day and age, if they think they want to get something, and they decide they want to buy it, they want to search for it online straight away, And not just purchase it by putting it in their basket, but pay the extra few bob to ensure that it arrives tomorrow. Because I need it now. I want it now. I want my goodies. I want my jollies now. That is the nature of the way in which I was going to say we have become, but perhaps we were always that way as human beings. There's quite a lot of research and a lot of very recent research as well, actually, into how young children will opt for one chocolate bar now instead of waiting for an hour to get six chocolate bars. I want it now, I want it now. And you know, people say to me, oh, but as we grow up, we become wiser. No, most people grow up and become older. Now, if you want to confirm that, look around you at the behavior of people and in particular, the behavior of people as they get older. Because Bear in mind, now, now you might say to yourself, hold on, I'm being particularly harsh on older, older people here. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. But as we get older, we 
unless we're using our minds in a completely abnormal way, repeat, 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 and go further and further into the imaginary shell that we've created for ourselves through our repetitive behavior as a result of the way in which we are programmed before the age of 12 or 13. We've said recently, and you must bear this in mind, that after the age of 12 or 13, when the mind closes down, if I could put it like that, or the attentional spotlight is denied us in our adult life, after 12 or 13, we learn nothing new. We learn nothing new about ourselves. We learn nothing new about the world. And yet we think, think being the operative word, that we're amassing experience. No, what we're actually doing is going through the motions one day to the next, thinking that we're amassing experience. And it is only thinking because everything for the normal mind is based in thought. It's where all of the problems in the whole wide world actually come from thought. Now, we're not going to bother talking about that. We're not going to bother annoying ourselves about that because you and I will not change the world today. But you will change your world today if you have a mind for it. And the mind that nature gave you is not up to the task. I'm sorry to say, it's just a fact of science. So therefore, we have to work on the piece of equipment between our two ears to ensure that we make our minds fit for purpose. And that is where the, are we there? Yes, syndrome comes into play. Because people often start with me and after a couple of weeks say, nothing's happened yet. I've been meditating for a couple of weeks and nothing's happened yet. Or some people will say, I've been meditating for a couple of months and I see no benefits. Some people will say, I've been meditating for years and I see no benefits. But then if you dig a little deeper, you realize that the people who have been quote unquote meditating for a number of years and experiencing no benefit have taken meditation up and put it down again multiple times. We need to be consistent. We need to be perseverant. And most of all, we need to be patient. And that doesn't come naturally either. We're very impatient people. As I said a few minutes ago, we want our jollies and we want them now. And yes, and yes, you know, somebody might say to me after three months, I'm not seeing any benefits yet. And I say to them, well, maybe you haven't seen the benefits for the simple reason that you haven't applied your clearing mind. Now, there's an interesting phrase because there's no point in having a clear mind and not knowing how to apply it or to what you would wish to apply it. Stick, stick, with, me, stick with me on this for a minute. Meditation enables us to develop a clear and present mind. Through our presence, we attract into our lives those people and those things or those events or those coincidences or those synchronicities, if you will, that will lead us in the direction that we want our life to go. If you don't know the direction in which you would like your life to go, how can you apply your mind? Actually, you can't apply your mind at all. You will simply be in a different state of mind, but still going around in circles. We need to apply our clearing minds. 
hold that thought for a minute because I want to come back to something more fundamental that I will say to somebody who say has been meditating regularly. Now, regularly is the key word in that sentence, who has been meditating regularly for three months and has said to me, I don't see any benefits yet. The first thing I will always say to people in circumstances like that is that, well, if you've been meditating for 12 or 13 weeks, I can assure you that your brain is a different shape than the way it was 12 or 13 weeks ago. I can assure you that the left prefrontal cortex of your brain is enlarged as compared to a time before you started meditating. And I can confirm to you, because you've been at it more than eight weeks at this stage, that the shape of the components of your subcortical brain and the manner in which they interact with each other has changed and changed utterly. So that they are in a position to enable you to listen to me for a minute, do just what you need to do to get to where you want to go, which brings us all the way back to the thought I asked you to hold a minute ago. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do with your life? What kind of life do you want to have? What kind of life experiences do you want to have? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Now, the minute I mention the word lifestyle to people, their mind drifts off down the normal channels of thinking into what kind of house would I like? What kind of car would I like? What kind of holidays would I like? Clothes, shoes, all the, all the stuff of modern life. Uh, if money can't buy a love, money will certainly not buy a happiness. And really the question, what kind of life do you want, relates to happiness. And joy, if I could use that word, we're approaching Christmas. And the reason I digress in that regard is that when I mention joy to people, they mostly say to me, ah, that's not a word you use in your everyday life. Who experiences joy in their everyday life? That's the kind of word you only see once a year on a Christmas card. Well, what is enjoying yourself all about? It is about giving yourself joy. And if you're not enjoying yourself, you're wasting today. You're wasting this moment now. Now, by the same token, I had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago who some months ago embarked on what he thought was a short-term project. He's being very well paid for it, so he should be grateful and appreciative of that. But he embarked on what he thought was a short-term project about six or seven months ago, and he is up to his elbows in it at this moment in time. And he said, I'm doing my best to enjoy myself. I said, well, hold on, hold on. In the banquet of life, there is a whole buffet table in front of you. And sometimes if you choose one particular item, like a main course that will take up a lot of your time, like the project in which he has got involved. It means that you're almost precluded from having anything else for the time being. So look at it like this, I said to him. You know, you've got into this, you've made your bed, you have to lie in it, you have to do what you have signed up to do. A man or a woman's got to do what they've got to do. And, you know, for just this moment in time, maybe joy and bliss aren't on the menu. Or they're on the menu, but you haven't got to that course yet. So, uh, and now I've used another interesting word, bliss. How many people are blissful every day? Have you ever experienced bliss in your life? Now, I know for a fact that the minute I ask people that question, their immediate reaction 
and it is a reaction, it's a knee-jerk reaction, is, oh, God, I've never experienced bliss in my life. But we've all experienced bliss in our lives, even if it was momentary at some point along the way. You've experienced joy, you've experienced bliss, you've experienced happiness, you've experienced peace of mind. We all have at some point along the way. But back to the question I asked you a minute ago. What kind of life do you want to experience? Listen to how I've asked the question. I haven't asked what kind of life do you want? Because wanting takes us off into craving and craving takes us off into trying and struggling and falling and becoming more and more frustrated. It takes us in the exact opposite direction to the flow that would bring us to where is best for us if we were only perseverant and patient. Now, you might say to yourself, well, hold on, they are attributes that don't come naturally to the normal mind. And you'd be right, by the way, in the same way that discipline doesn't come naturally to the normal mind. Our normal minds are completely and utterly undisciplined. If they were, they wouldn't be looking at the same crap every day and listening to the same rubbish rattling around in your own head every day. They would have called a halt long before now and pulled themselves together, slap up themselves across the face, kicked themselves up the backside and got their act together. But the normal mind is completely undisciplined. Perseverance and patience are anathema to the normal mind. The normal mind is completely and utterly unfocused. But that's only because evolution gave us that normal mind. And we know why we are unfocused and we know why we are undisciplined and we know why we are impatient. It's all down to the way in which our mind only focuses on enabling us survive. But the fact that the normal mind doesn't do patience or perseverance or discipline is beside the point. Because if you've even meditated for a day, never mind the eight weeks that I mentioned earlier on, your brain is different to it was the day before you meditated for the first time. And on the day that you did meditate for the first time, you took control for the first time in your life of your ability to focus and pay attention. So when people say to me, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Why have I not seen the benefits of it? The benefits start straight away, but the benefits are neural straight away. And it's only a handful of people, but there are people who experience the benefits within hours, literally hours, of taking control of their state of mind for the first time. I've told you before about the guy who was with me in the Alps a couple of years ago who set his mind to a particular outcome, the kind of lifestyle that he wanted or the kind of life that he wanted to experience on a Thursday and the following Tuesday, even though he had been very cynical when he had written what he had written the previous Thursday, rang me to say, you'll never believe what's just happened. What had happened was what he had written the previous Thursday. There's somebody else with whom I've worked who sat down for the first time in his life to meditate with me. We happened to be one-to-one -one in a very quiet room together physically. Uh, although, you know, actually, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I'll come back to that in a minute too. But after a 20-minute meditation, he opened his eyes. He was a different man, utterly different man, changed beyond recognition. I didn't know him before I met him that morning. And I'm not saying that I didn't recognize him after he opened his eyes. He went home to his wife and she didn't recognize him. Utterly changed. 
somebody who had suddenly discovered his own inner potential and his own inner power. Power. I said I would come back to something and I've completely forgotten what it is. Then again, if it's important, I'll come back to it before the end of this episode. And if I don't come back to it before the end of this episode, sure it'll crop up in a forthcoming episode of this wonderful podcast that is all designed to enable you, at least today in this episode, realize that the adventure that I'm talking about and that I'm always talking about is all about the journey. It's not and never is about the destination because there is no destination. It's like somebody a number of years ago said to me, he phoned me, he was walking along the seafront in Puerto Palenza in Mallorca, and he said to me, I'm living my perfect moment. I'm actually experiencing, there's that word again, I'm experiencing what I hand wrote a couple of years ago. I'm living my perfect moment. Am I allowed another one? And I said to him, have you, you reached your destination in life? You're going to die tonight. You know, is there nothing else that you want in life? I'll come back to that in a moment. And I will come back to that. And he said, of course, there are other things that I want. But am I allowed another perfect moment in my life? I said, your life is supposed to be full of perfect moments. Isn't that what living life to the full is all about? Now, I've said something there that would suggest to you that this individual might have wanted more and it goes back to what I said a few minutes ago when I asked people what they want. Initially, using their normal thinking minds, they will think that they want more of this, more of that, more of the other. And that, as we said a few minutes ago, won't make you happy. You won't enjoy yourself as a result of stuff coming from the outside, because enjoying yourself, in other words, giving yourself joy, is something that only, only comes from the inside. Happiness only comes from the inside. Happiness is a state of mind. Peace of mind only comes from the inside. Again, it is a state of mind. It has nothing to do with what is going on around you. It has nothing to do with the normal crazy people that are haranguing you today. It has nothing to do with today's challenges that normal everyday life will inevitably throw at us every day. Happiness, peace of mind, being carefree is all about what's going on in your own head. You might say to yourself, well, hold on a minute. If all hell is breaking loose around me, what's the point of me living in a heaven of my own making? Surely, surely that's delusional. No, it isn't delusional. It's exactly the opposite. It is the most practical thing that you will ever experience and deploy in your life. Because regardless of what's breaking around me, I am always going to be best placed, not better placed, best placed to do what I need to do to rise to today's challenges or to deal with the normal crazies around me. If I have peace of mind, if I am centered, if I am present, if I know where I am and I know what I'm trying to achieve, or if I can put it the way in which I put it a few minutes ago, if I know the direction in which I want my life to go. Let me phrase that slightly differently. We need to understand the experiences that we would love to have in our lives as a result of understanding the direction in which we would prefer our lives to go. If I want anything, 
as I said a few minutes ago, that is only one step away from craving. But if I want anything, I'm actually attaching myself to that which I desire. And once we attach ourselves to anything, we tie ourselves down. And it's not just that we cut ourselves off from the other opportunities that are swirling around us all the time by saying to ourselves, I must have that. That's what I want. And that'll make me happy. That'll give me joy. Now, as we said a minute ago, won't give you joy. What gives you joy, first and foremost, is yourself. But you give yourself joy as a result of fully experiencing the experience of living in the moment. Now, how many times have I used the word experience or experiencing in this episode today? We set our minds to live the lives that we would prefer to love to live. We set our minds to the lives that are best for us by imagining the experiences that we would have when we are fully enjoying ourselves, giving ourselves joy, fully present, without a care in the world. If you're scratching your head saying to yourself, I've no idea what that would look or feel like. Well, first of all, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It only matters what it would feel like. And as I said earlier on, we've all experienced this, even if it was only momentarily or like a flash at some point in our lives. We've all, we all have these positive mental resources, as psychology calls them. In other words, we all know somewhere deep down what it feels like to be liberated, out in the open, completely free, having arrived, even if it's only for a minute. Now, if we've experienced it once, we know what we're looking for. That's the whole point. We know what we would prefer. And the minute we know what we would prefer by way of life and lifestyle, or more to the point, the experience of life and lifestyle, the minute we know that, the minute we can get our teeth into that or wrap ourselves around it, the minute we know what that experience feels like, we know the direction in which we want our lives to go. Because it's not about the achievement. It's not about getting this. It's not about having that outcome. It's all about the experience of enjoying yourself on this journey. It's not about the destination. There is no destination. Well, of course, that's not completely true. Sure, it is. we're all going to die. But this podcast is not about dying. This podcast is about living. So, what you need to do, what we all need to do, is give ourselves time for reflection. That's something else we're not very good at. This falls into the same bucket as patience, doesn't it? I could also describe it as letting yourself begin to understand the experiences that you want. And on the basis of what we said earlier on, the fact that we're always in a hurry, the fact that we're always like kids shouting, are we there yet? And why are we not there yet? The fact that we are wired that way means that it is difficult, or at least we think it is, to allow ourselves the luxury of allowing ourselves begin to understand kind of experiences in life and of lifestyle that we really, really want. 
but we're four weeks short of Christmas. Everybody, or most everybody, is going to have some downtime over Christmas. And the beauty of that is, with everybody having downtime at the same time, we can all let out a big, deep breath a little bit more than usual. A little bit more than when we are, for example, on our summer holidays. Everybody's off at more or less the same time. Everybody's doing the same thing, which is very little. <laughs> a lot of people are probably killing each other. We know what family Christmases can be like as a complete and utter digression. I remember talking with a client, it must be eight or nine years ago, and he was very stressed under terrible pressure at work. Sorry, the pressure was real, the stress, obviously, as we know, wasn't. It was something that he had chosen to do to himself. But I gave him, like a doctor's prescription, I suppose, I gave him a half a dozen mini meditations that he could use to pull himself together and slap himself across the face and give himself a well-placed kick to the kind of thing I was talking about earlier on. Little things that he could do during the course of the day when the stress was getting too much from him. And I said to him, I said, these six mini meditations, they're all only two minutes long. I said, but these are for use during your working day. He said, oh, you don't know my family. I'll be using these by three o'clock on Christmas Day. Now, that aside, that aside, we're heading for Christmas. We're heading for the end of the year. We're heading for a time when even normal crazy people say to themselves, should I take a little bit of stock? Should I reflect on things? Should I set myself some new goals for the new year? Yeah, even normal crazy people do that. Now, the fact that their goals for the new year or their New Year's resolutions would probably be the same as they were last year and for the previous couple of decades is beside the point. The point I'm making is that everybody takes this big breath at this point in time. So what I'm saying to you is you need to reflect on what the experience of joy, happiness and bliss is actually like for you. And it's unique to you. Your experience of joy is unique. That's why very often when I'm working in groups, it is very difficult to have a, a, a practical discussion on joy because joy is a uniquely personal thing. Just like, you know, just like stress is a uniquely personal thing. Joy is a uniquely personal thing. But you need to allow yourself the luxury, twice I've used the word luxury now, to reflect on what joy and bliss feels like what peace of mind feels like, and what it feels like to be absolutely and utterly carefree. And as I said a minute ago, if that is, or you think it is, a task too far for your normal thinking mind, forget that thought. Let it pass. Because we've all had a glimmer of complete carefreeness somewhere along the way. Some of us some of us are in a state of mind most of the time that regardless of what's going on around us, we're in that carefree state of mind, which enables us. It enables us to take action. Now, the final thing I will say to you in today's episode is that this luxury that I'm talking about, allowing yourself the luxury of reflection, is not a luxury at all. It is a necessity. Because until you take that time and give yourself that mental elbow room, 
for your mind to inform you of what it already knows. In other words, it knows what joy and peace of mind actually feels like. Until you give yourself that time, you're still going to do your own head in. You're still going to run rings around yourself. You're still going to go through the motions and nothing in your life worth changing will ever fully change or will ever change at all without one hell of a struggle. But we know from our previous conversations that for those of us who are in flow and those of us who have an experiential sense of the direction in which we love our lives to go, we know that all that happens effortlessly. So take a couple of steps back over the coming weeks. Let yourself be a little effortless and see what happens. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-horton.com.